environment and uh, and then um, I'm sure Steve is always interested Steve Hargadon from uh, classroom 2.0 he this is how I I ended up in this room with him so he helped out so maybe he can help you out too Hello, we're starting to get more people coming into the room. I, I noticed uh, a, a name uh, I, I'm very familiar with, Naline. Uh, and we also have, uh, I, I wanted to say that uh, if you look down below where, you, where you're chatting, there's a send to link. And just make sure that uh, the, the link is saying send to this room. And then all of your comments will go to everybody in this room. Oh, there we, we we're getting hello. Sarah came in, and we have uh, Naline. And if you can uh, spend a moment uh, when you come in and just post in the chat area where you're coming in from. So far, we have uh, people from the United States. We have uh, two people from Sri Lanka: myself and Naline. And I believe we have some, we have Bernie from uh, North Bay, Sarah from New Jersey. I am told that uh, the group that's uh, from Nipissing University has been delayed, and uh, they're they're not in the room just yet. They're coming to the conference uh, to this webinar. Um, they're, they're, although they, it's a laptop school, I believe that they're going to be projecting it onto a screen. And so some people will be using their laptops and others will be using, uh, will just listen from uh, the large screen in the room. We are expecting uh, 30 students, but uh, I'll give them about three more minutes and, and then uh, we'll start with who we have and uh, go from there. Hi, R. Mac, who just came in. If you want, um, you can also, if you want, if you're planning to and you would like to use audio, uh, it's always a good idea in Illuminate to go up to the tools area, go down to audio and test out your audio setup wizard and that'll walk you through to make sure that your uh, mic is working proper, pro properly. Okay, I'm happy to see people uh, filling in. We have a little timer up. Can everybody see the timer? I'm, I'm just curious. It says on the timer, one minute and 30 seconds left. So I guess my uh, computer time's a little early. Did anybody want to uh, say hello? You can just uh, put up your hand and and come on, uh, I'll, we'll give you the mic. Thanks, Sue. I'm uh, interested in being uh, in the webinar with you people. I'm new to e-learning. I've been doing it for about uh, five months. And I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what people are doing to uh, increase the uh, effectiveness of it. And uh, for me, I'm dealing with a lot of at-risk students, how I can uh, connect with them uh, through e-learning or through online activities. 
<coughs> and uh, that's what I'm interested in. I'm calling from North Bay. It's a beautiful day here. Lots of fresh snow, minus 11. And as I said earlier, I'm going to go snowmobiling as soon as this is over. So it's great to be here. Thanks for the mic, Sue. Okay, and, and with that, uh, we'll get started. We'll have to let the um, the live audience catch up, I, I believe, because uh, you never know with uh, the speakers. They, they have a speaker and then they're coming into the room, so maybe the speaker is speaking a little longer. But uh, I, I know I'm pretty tight on time, so um, so we'll go with, uh, with what we have. Uh, I'm told Paul is saying uh, he's our man on the street for um, in the IT support team, and he's telling me there's 11 people in the room, so let's get started. And uh, as you can see, we have uh, we're we have two people helping us out here. We have uh, Paul Soffit from the IT support area at Nipissing University, and I'm very, very pleased to have uh, Steve Hargadon of uh, Classroom 2.0 helping us out, and he's a master with uh, with uh, Illuminate and also uh, providing support to uh, many teachers who are willing to do uh, try out different Web 2.0. I have to say I, I'm uh, not the greatest uh, in webinar presenting and multitasking so if you're uh, I'll try my best to watch the chat area but I al also have asked that uh, Paul and uh, Steve sort of keep keep an eye there uh, for me too so because uh, I, I might just get uh, carried away on the slides okay I'd like to welcome everybody for coming and I'm going to pass it over to Steve to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Illuminate and uh, because I, I think we have a few new people with Illuminate and he's going to uh, give a little run through about the interface that you're, we're all going to be using. So Steve. Hi and welcome everyone. Uh, fun to be here with you. I thought I'd give you a quick overview of the Illuminate session. For those who are sitting in a live room, this won't matter to you, but those of you who have come in through Illuminate uh, might want to know a little bit about how to interact in this environment. We haven't given you the microphone by default, but if at some point in time Susan asks a question and you'd like to answer, there is a little hand icon with the green up arrow at the bottom of your participant box. And if you click on that, and you're certainly welcome to try, it will it creates a queue uh, of people who are interested in speaking. Um, you can put your hand down by clicking that same icon, which is now changed to having a red arrow down after you've clicked it up. Um, if you are happy with something that's been said, there's a little happy face uh, emoticon there, and you can click on that. You can clap. Of course, we won't need to use the, the thumbs down, but that's available, or the I'm confused. If you use the I'm confused, I'll figure that you're having trouble with eliminating. I'll come help you. Um, if you go, if you think that you might want to take the mic, you can go up to the top where you see the tools option, and click on audio and run the audio setup wizard, and that will just make sure that your mic is configured correctly. Um, there are some icons at the top of your screen that we'll use for polling, and we'll tell you about them at the time. But you can see um, a green check and a red X. And if Susan's asking a yes/no question and wants you to reply with those, uh, that's where you click them. If I click on the green check, you'll see a green check next to my name. 
I click on the red X, it becomes an X. I can click it off. And when you um, do want to speak, there is a button at the, at the bottom of your screen in the audio section where you click that button to turn your mic on. We can give you the capability to use the mic, but you have to push that button to actually uh, start speaking. So we're glad to have you here. Uh, if you are interested in Illuminate, Illuminate does have a great three-for-free program called VRoom. And you can find out more about that at illuminate.com, www.illuminate.com. We want to thank them for being thoughtful sponsors of these events, these kind of events. And if you'd like, I'm going to give you right now the ability to write on the whiteboard. I'm just giving you that. You'll have seen a little pen or pencil pop up next to your name in the participant area. And over by the whiteboard, if you click the wand with the, with the bright red ending, that wand, that wand allows you to, to make a mark as to where you are in the world. So I've just made a mark for California, which is where I am. And feel free to, to, to let everybody know where you are. And you can also put your name and location in the chat area. And sometimes it's fun to know what time it is and what the temperature is. Susan, have I covered everything you wanted me to cover? Yes, thank you very much. So we can see from the map we've got a few people uh, all across the world. I'll put my little uh, icon on. I'm uh, coming to you from Sri Lanka. I'm uh, using a hotel wireless system, so uh, I'm hoping that there's not a lot of people on the computer on right now. Uh, it's seven. It's uh, seven forty-five. PM here in Sri Lanka, and uh, we also have uh, Nalin coming to us, for, coming here from Sri Lanka too. So we're both uh, in the evening time. So uh, we'll continue on now. Here's our first activity. You're you're still going to uh, get a chance to use the little icons that uh, that you were using on the map, and I, I'm just trying to get an idea of of where the audience is coming from. So I, I've put, uh, if you could indicate in the box uh, your positive response or your negative response to those questions, uh, I'd really appreciate it. You can spend some time right now to do that. Uh, for the people who are in the, uh, the, the group uh, room and not on a computer, what you might do is uh, just share with Paul uh, where your um, your answers to those uh, to those questions, and then he can uh, he can put put them in. Seeing people are finding all kinds of innovative ways to put their mark on. This is good. The uh, the Facebook uh, website. Uh, I, I just got an invite from my uh, nephew that uh, he said he suggested that I, I get a Facebook website. I've I've been staying off Facebook and I've been trying not to uh, to uh, go too deep in uh, Second Life, but I, I know I'm uh, I it's th those are on the horizon for me. Okay, so we get an idea. We have people uh, right across the board, really, from the blue to the yellow. So. Um, that gives me a good idea. Thanks a lot. 
Okay, so in a nutshell, I, what if, in a glance, you could get an idea of what I'm going to talk about today? Imagine that, that, that you could just almost instantaneously find out, get a, a good idea of what I'm talking about. And there it is, you actually, you can. Uh, this is the first web 2.0 application that uh, I wanted to bring up. It's called Wordle. And it, uh, this isn't actually my, uh, my presentation. It, uh, Wordle works with text and not uh, audio. But um, I wanted to bring this up just to sort of point to some useful uses of technology and, and Web 2.0. So here we have uh, Wordle.net is where you get this, uh, this little tool. Uh, technology, I, it, it's technology to assist in the analysis of information. And, and I, I really think that this is important because more, we're getting more and more information thrown at us. And if we can use technology to uh, harness the technology to, to get us to um, inf uh, understand the information better, then, uh, then to me that's a, a good use of technology. So uh, that is one example. We're going to try a Wordle live demo. And uh, Paul is going to help us out here. We're also going to use another feature of uh, the Illuminate board. And what I'm going to ask Paul to do is that, um, it, it, and, and I look at, have everybody look down at the bottom of the chat area. It says, send to, and then there's, everybody should have this room. Well. I'd like you to select there, and you're going to send to Paul Soppet. You should see his name. If you don't, Susan, okay. I think you might Paul not see him. You can send. Oh, we've lost him. Okay, uh, you can send to. We'll try this. Well, in fact, maybe I can. Who ha uh, can I ask? So who has used Wordle before? Can somebody uh, post in the chat area? Oh, okay. Maybe Paul is back now. There he is. Okay. Okay. So if you look and send to, uh, click on Paul, everybody, and answer this question. Answer the question that why do some teachers easily take to technology while others resist? What are your thoughts on that? And what I'm going to get Paul to do is uh, is gather everybody's uh, answers and show us a, a Wordle uh, demo of of how of the answers. Okay, so if you can uh, if you can just send your answers to Paul, and then just remember to to set it back to the entire room after you've done that, because otherwise you'll just be sending Paul little chat messages. I'm sure he won't mind, but we might uh, you. you it, the rest of us want to hear that too. Okay, so so just think about why do some teachers easily take to technology while others resist? There isn't a, a right or wrong answer, and it and it is a question that that I'm constantly mulling about. So while that's happening, we'll talk a, a little bit more about applications for Wordle in uh, in education. Here we have a teacher who uh, regularly goes to Amazon and. She uh, she she selects the uh, all of the text from the Amazon reviews, and puts it into Wordle, puts it up, and the students now are, are you do a free write 
for what they think the book is going to be about. I thought that this was a really effective use of uh, of Wordle. And then afterwards, she hands out the books, and uh, and they they get to see what uh, what it's about. The other thing, uh, another teacher uses uh, the spelling list from uh, the textbooks, and and students uh, use create pictures using those spelling words. So so she's not using it as a as an information analysis, but to have the students use the words in a different way. Another teacher uh, uh, from the Catholic school system was saying uh, that they that uh, they might take a scripture and create uh, and print uh, out of a scripture use the the wordle. Now, a little uh, thing that I'd like you to think about is how you might use the wordle in your class. And you can either respond to the whole team, uh, to the whole group the, in this room, or you can, I, I put a little spot for you here to also uh, uh, put your messages. So if you like the whiteboard area, you can post there. Or if you want to, um, if you want to also put uh, in, the, uh, in the chat area. So wh what are some of the ideas that come to mind? Or some of you might have already used Wordle. And I'll just give you a few minutes to, to uh, participate. Oh, uh, looks like we might need some tools for adding. You should have a little A that you can add your uh, information to. And I'm just looking at the results as, as we're bringing them in. And uh, Deb will will get it fixed about uh, adding to the the whiteboard. Okay, and also uh, Paul, uh, poor Paul, he's he's going to be doing lots of lots of different things. I've given Paul a, um, a a a page that has all the links for today, so he might be posting them in there every once in a while. So there are some links that uh, where you can get more ideas for how to um, uh, how how Wordle might be used. Okay, and now I want to talk a little bit about uh, Web 2.0 since uh, it, there's a your your. Def definition from uh, Wikipedia, Web 2.0 describes the changing trends in the use of World Wide Web technology and uh, creativity, communication, secure information sharing, collaboration, and functionality of the web. Now, the key words, this is, this is my own uh, wordle. Uh, I, I just did it myself. So, But those are the key words. And those are, are to me, uh, when you hear the term uh, Web 2.0, these are the things that, that we're talking about. Uh, and sometimes you hear it being called the read-write web, and being different than Web uh, Web 2, Web 1.0, where it was mostly just everybody going out there and gathering information and, and reading it. But now there's so much more collaboration writing that the people are producing. So just a little bit about the term. Uh, I'm going to be using uh, this E squared D method uh, in the presentation. And uh, for E squared D, it's my own uh, little term here, uh, I'm going to explain 
show a few examples, and then hope I'm planning to have everybody do something. So we should have an active uh, presentation. Hopefully, you're you're not going to fall asleep, or uh, or and you'll have enough uh, multitasking to uh, keep your fingers nimble. Okay, so one of the one of the points is that uh, Web 2.0 uh, equals crowdsourcing is a term you hear, and and it's really uh, getting the information from from the crowds. Uh, how many of you, I'm wondering, uh, have come here at, from notices in uh, Twitter? Has anybody come here? Uh, they heard a notice or they were retweeted. RT would be the term. This is uh, my. Uh, there's a few people. A few people have come from Twitter. Uh, I am amazed at. Uh, as an educator, how much Twitter has become a part of of my uh, personal learning network. Um, it's uh, excellent for professional development. Now, we got a question there. What is Twitter? Twitter is a way for people uh, to quickly communicate uh, messages. But what, what's a little deceiving about Twitter is if you go to their website, uh, www uh, or three w's dot twitter dot com, is it says, "What are you doing today?" And and that's a little deceiving because it's so much more than what you're doing today. Uh, uh, it's really people just posting tiny. Uh, you can only put in, I think, 150 words, and um, in it in this little box and, and you could explain what you're doing today but often well, how it's being used is that it's uh, where you're getting people to uh, talk about their activities uh, okay wait a minute Paul is missing his uh, his file I, I will he, he that way you can get the uh, the messages easier. So just a minute. And maybe if we have a, while I'm doing this, if we could have somebody who's very familiar with Twitter jump on and just talk a little bit about Twitter, that would be great. So I'll jump in and fill the empty space here. This is Steve. So Twitter is uh, what's called microblogging. And it's a way of sending messages up to 140 characters that go on a, sort of a mini blog, your mini blog of messages. So you could say what you're doing, what are you doing today, but you could also say I'm going, going into the session starting at 9 a.m. and here's a link, or I'm watching the inaugural address and like it or don't like it. There are lots of ways lots of things that you can communicate in Twitter. What's interesting about Twitter is it combines both the act of blogging and the act of, of microblogging and the act of watching other people's blogs. So it has built into it what we call an aggregator or a reader, your ability to follow other people. So you can follow people and people can follow you. So it's an instant messaging service of sorts that allows you to decide what people you want to read messages from, and they can decide if they want to read messages from you. Does that help at all?
Thanks, Steve. And uh, the file's gone to Paul, so hopefully uh, he, he'll be able to give you a few links. Uh, also, I think there's a few video links in there, too. So, um, so now, what you're seeing here is, is the Twitter page. And the Twitter page is showing the, the items that, that I wrote out to people. So this, this is how I'm communicating with, with others. The, what's very powerful, though, about Twitter is the, uh, this, it's really a stream of consciousness, I find, from other, I, I follow a lot of educators. So it's a stream of consciousness, consciousness from other educators. For instance, um, you get an idea of people who are like you and what they're thinking of and the, and the uh, problems they're grappling with and the issues that, uh, that might be coming their way. Um, and also the give and take. You realize that there are an awful lot of people in the education world that are, that are freely willing to give a lot of information. So, uh, so I, I, I have been really amazed by Twitter. It, what I needed though, uh, when I first started, I didn't quite get it. But it really, uh, you really need a, a, a critical mass. And I also found that I needed a Twitter client. And uh, this, this t client that I'm using is Twirl. You might also use something called um, TweetDeck. And then it's uh, just a stream coming in to your computer. It's not something uh, that you, you, you would use with students, but I will show you. Uh, there is one link that Paul can share um, that where somebody was suggesting that they do Twitter book reports. So uh, the educational applications you are more, I find, for professional development. We're, we're in a very tough time right now trying to keep up with all these resources flying our way. And uh, this way, you're you're getting resources from a filtered group of people that, that is your own filter. You have decided that th these people are the people that you want to give the information to. The, uh, uh, if you think about, uh, there's Twitter, which is the website, and then um, you join this website. But the Twitter, the, uh, when I said a client, it's actually a little mini program that you're going to put on your computer. And so you, you install this little mini program. If you're using Skype, it would be like uh, installing Skype. Uh, there's, a lot of, it, there's a lot of little programs that, that you might, that are going to, it's like a mini, mini, mini browser. And it's only taking in uh, feeds from, your, from people who you have joined. And as they comment on something or they want to share something, uh, it, you will see the uh, information come through. So that's the, the Twitter client. Oops. Sorry, a little flip there. OK, so some of the education, find resources. Uh, what I often do with uh, in I'm using this application, this Twirl application, um, is, is I will go in and uh, use the search function. You can also get a search off of the Twitter page and search for resources uh, that way uh, in, within tw Twitter because they'll be very uh, up to date. The, uh, the people who are on Twitter are uh, usually advanced, uh, ed well, not sorry, I shouldn't say that, are, are usually in 
that they're actively engaged in uh, education and technology, and they're trying different things out. So, so their information, uh, it's good to, to try and connect with them. So I use the search in Twitter a lot. Um, and then there was uh, one thing you might want to try is, uh, is the Twitter uh, this person was suggesting to try Twitter book reports. Now, why would you do a book report using Twitter? Uh, one of the things that um, that uh, was suggested is that it, they're very s small, short. Uh, you have to really think about your message because you only have uh, so many characters to use. The other thing, uh, there's also uh, if you're if you're an English teacher, you might decide that uh, you could use Twitter as an environment for presenting a, a role play of what's happened in a in a textbook or or in a story like Romeo and Juliet all the different uh, characters communicating back and forth so um, so anyway it, it, it's an idea for sure uh, if anybody tries it I, I'd love if you uh, add me to your Twitter role and, and let me know how it goes in your class <clears throat> Crowdsourcing, uh, another an, a, an extension of the idea of, of using uh, the people around you to, to feed you information is, uh, is this idea of uh, uh, Google Lit trip. Trips are, are one of them. And if I could get um, Paul to post that, uh, that link. And also there's, uh, there's the history, history tours. And what you're doing here is, is somebody has gone out and created these, um, these mini tours linked to specific historical events or, in the case of literature, specific uh, historical um, uh, or, or with literature uh, textbooks or what have you. So then you can take them and, uh, and either use them in your class or the, the other thing is, is always to think about sharing is use it, add to it, and then put it back in, in the environment. OK, so we're, we're going to try a, another little activity where you, can, uh, you, you get to do the, the do part. And there's, uh, there's this. Uh, H, this link here that I'd like you to go to and uh, post in the words. Well, I'm using a term called mashup because what this is is uh, there's a website called Flickr where people can post their 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 images, and if they post an image with a letter or with a number, then they can also tag it so they can put a little little label on it saying that it's that, uh, that it's a two or a one or what have you. And uh, this gentleman, Eric Kastner, has created uh, a little program that puts the images and, uh, and a PHP program together. And then you can have uh, little words uh, that are just a little more interesting. It's, uh, it's really one of those uh, enhancing uh, activities it wouldn't necessarily I, I don't think it has a strong pedagogical uh, need in the classroom but sometimes just uh, motivating students to uh, to look at things can help oops just a minute 
Okay, then one of the big, uh, uh, another for crowdsourcing is, is you think of a way that you can get a whole bunch of people to tackle a huge problem. And uh, this Wikimapia is one way that uh, that, that can, can happen, is it, they're taking a wiki, which is uh, a place where everybody can post, and they're taking a map, and now they're putting those two things together, and so somebody has created a way for people to post information onto, onto the maps. And uh, uh, I believe I have a link. Just a minute, I'll, I'll go get the link for you. Where uh, you can zoom right into where uh, I am in uh, in Sri Lanka. Susan, we weren't able to get to that link for the um, Flickr images of the letters. Is it possible that URL oh, is incorrect? Okay. There's a chance. I will. I will get it then. Okay. Let's just go back there. Oh, Maureen says she got there. Maureen, can you... Uh, I'm just going to try copying her. Maureen, I just tried the link that you posted and it didn't work for me either. Did you do something special? Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Deb. Yours seems to be working okay. .net. Okay. Anyway, you, you get the idea that um, that it, it's again uh, somebody else has made this program, and now we're uh, we can use it. We're also using all of the. It's unimaginable how many Flickr images. Are being used uh, that that have been have created. It, uh, as Bernie says, it's one of those cool things. But uh, and you know, sometimes you just need it. You might need to jazz up a, a slide or something to make maybe math look a little more interesting or something. So you might want to use that. Uh, so Web 2.0 
it ta we talk about uh, collaboration. Uh, one of the, the best ways that I found is uh, social bookmarking. And if I can just get uh, people to put a check mark uh, beside their name in the participant, uh, no, sorry, go up to the top of the screen, up to the top of your screen, and there's a check mark and an X. And, and if you can just let me know whether you are using social bookmarking, uh, a, quest, uh, a little check mark would say, uh, that you are, and uh, and an X would say that you're not. If you are using it, we'd really appreciate if you could post your which what social bookmarking tools you're using. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to talk a little bit about social bookmarking. It really is before before we came to Web 2.0. Everybody was uh, was adding favorites and just in their own little screens on their computers, and uh, and then they uh, they're they would click it and, and it's saved for them, only for them. Now with social bookmarking, uh, we're talking again about sharing. We have people going out and, uh, and booking uh, their sites and sharing their bookings. And so it looks like uh, most people, maybe uh, I, I think Steve we can get, we still have people um, sharing, but so uh, we're just going to get a, a a printout or a, a showing of the of what the the uh, people have said, so that we get an idea of, of where people are with social bookmarking. Uh, I started off with uh, Delicious, and I still use Delicious. Um, if I, I often, if if I if I really need something specific, I often will go into social bookmarking sites and search there before I search on Google. Because there I'm using the power of the crowd, uh, and especially uh, there I can I have get more information and more specific information if I if I search in a social bookmarking site. Now I'll just uh, Paul, can I get you to put the two the Digo and uh, sites in the in the screen in in the chat area? Okay, and Steve, can can we just see a? Do we get a graph of all of those uh, of the answers? There we go. Okay, so the the majority of people are not using social bookmarking, and we have a few people who have been. So um, as you can see, most people uh, there's a few people using IP bookmarks, and then most of the people are using Delicious or Diggle. And I'm just going to go a little bit uh, into uh, Deagle, because Delicious was there first, and and uh, and we used we used it a lot. But now there's uh, there is a movement I find more towards Deagle, and what uh, Deagle has taken the social bookmarking and now really created community around it. There's uh, areas where you can have groups, uh, so you can look at a very specific uh, area uh, um, content and then invite people along. Uh, to to come and share in that area with you, uh, you could also uh, you get information about uh, who else has shared the the links, and you also get uh, well with both Delicious and Deagle, you get notices in um, in your uh, in your email of when somebody bookmarks if they're part of the your group. 
or if you've uh, subscribed, you you can go in and and say, I want to follow this person. They they are they are uh, in the same area as I am. So I would like to follow them and and uh, and sort of again get an idea of how they go about uh, their teacherly work. The other really big thing about Digo is that it it adds additional features that uh, that uh, delicious doesn't. One thing that you can do is highlight a web page. So when you're working, if you're thinking about uh, showing students websites, uh, Deagle can be very, very powerful because you can highlight the information on the web page. Nobody else uh, can see it. You can make it private just for you, or you can uh, you can have others if you're in a group. Everybody can see the highlights. Also, part of the highlights, it allows you that you can add, uh, add notes to uh, the web pages. So you can not only highlight it, but you can say, this is a really good point, or I want to, uh, I don't really agree with this point. And anytime you go to that page, there, then you have uh, access to, to the, the notes. Then down here, I'm showing uh, this is again a very powerful use for classrooms is that you have the ability to use web slides and what you can think about is is that think about all those favorites in your uh, on your computer and if you wanted to go into a class and show a group of them well uh, this web slides which is a part of Deagle lets you go through and see uh, all of the those links one after another after another and and it automatically creates a little uh, a, a little uh, presentation and you can see this I'm showing uh, the presentation tools here you can see the different uh, web pages that I have linked here and I believe I have uh, a link where you can go and um, and see uh, one that I have created so let me just try and grab them. So uh, if you want to uh, to see what a, what a slideshow looks like, you can <coughs> Uh, you can uh, go to that link and, and you will see a, a bunch of uh, a, a grouping that I've put together for, for a project that I'm working on. Um, there is a question coming in, uh, is there a way to import delicious bookmarks into Deagle? And uh, I don't have the answer to that, but maybe we can throw that back out to uh, the group and see if anybody else has, has the answer. Yes, we're getting a whole bunch. Don't you just love crowds? Okay, so uh, so you can. Unfortunately, in this uh, presentation, I don't have the time to um, to go through the actual hows. I just want to throw a bunch of ideas out there, and hopefully, uh, I, we will give you enough links that you can follow up uh, later, or always uh, send me an email or or uh, or Twitter me or <laughs> what. That sounds kind of rude, but uh, you can uh, get in touch with me, and I'd be happy. Now, I, what I'm going to do is uh, is hand this over to Steve to talk a little bit about uh, Ning's 
which uh, are to me a step beyond wikis. Wikis, uh, if we think of Wikipedia, every the, you can have everybody can uh, edit it, whereas with uh, Ning's, uh, there's there's much more going on. And what I'd like uh, to get Steve to talk a little bit about is I have a few. I'd like just to talk to a little bit about starting up a Ning and, and why he why he did that, and then uh, what he thinks uh, Classroom 2.0 means to the educators in this very lively, vibrant community. So, Steve, if I could ask you, uh, uh, and and I have to say, everybody, that uh, he's being put on the spot here. I'm glad to be put on the spot. So, what's interesting to me about what's taking place in the web as we move from Susan, the Web 1.0 you've described to Web 2.0, where rather than a company building a site and putting content on there, that we go look at the content they've created to creating a framework for participation. You know, Web 2.0 is really about creating a framework for participation. We go to Flickr to see photos that other users have put up. We go to, um, you know, MySpace, Facebook, any of these other applications because they are a place where users have contributed content that we want to see. So if blogs were sort of the first way that was possible to do that, uh, you know, they obviously were very significant, but they weren't that easy to figure out. And, and you could start one, but you weren't guaranteed of an audience. And then we moved to wikis, which basically are a web page with an edit button, and it became a little bit easier to contribute content to the web as a user. What's fascinating to me is that social networking sort of made that even one stage easier. Uh, you know, the popularity of MySpace and Facebook, I don't think are any accident. They are um, sites that make it really, really easy to get in and become a part of the conversation of the web to contribute and to see other users' contributions. And so hopefully what Classroom 2.0 is, is it's, a, it's built on the Ning platform which is a service that allows you to create your own social network. Hopefully what it is is a really easy way for, for educators to come in and kind of taste the experience of the Web 2.0 world, to be able to come in and look for conversations that are specifically around technology in the classroom, to post a question, to get answers, to contribute a line or two, you know, one of the hard things about blogging is this feeling you have to write something very significant and spend a lot of time writing it. Whereas, in, the, in an environment like Classroom 2.0, you can just post a one-sentence answer to someone else's question. You've been a, an active participant. So, Classroom 2.0 started uh, just under two years ago. It's got over 17,000 members now. I like to think of it as sort of an introductory site. Uh, with 17,000 people, it's kind of hard to, to, to feel like you know each one of them and be engaged. But hopefully it's a chance to, to come in, feel comfortable, get involved, and have some understanding of why this is such a powerful technology. How's that, Susan? Uh, thank you very much. And w one thing that I, that I realized that because uh, names are so easy to set up, that uh, the tendency was originally for everybody just to go out and set up a Ning. But um, I think one thing that uh, is really useful is if we find, uh, like for instance, uh, a site that's kind of comparable or doing something along the same lines as what 
of the Ning that you want to set up, then uh, then you might decide to put a group inside another. So here you in classroom 2.0, uh, rather than starting up a new language learners uh, group uh, Ning, you might set up a group inside, and that brings everybody into into a really uh, nice, cozy environment. And and you don't get the problem that sometimes happens where where you are this one lonely person sitting waiting for other people to come and participate. It, the, the environment is already uh, is already vibrant. Uh, two other areas that you begin to realize that is it crowdsourcing? Are you using the power of the crowd or is it collaboration? Two sites that are really close to my heart are uh, the dot sub where you have uh, videos being translated and you also have uh, and then the open educational resources where people are are sharing their time in the case of dot sub they're sharing their language and their time to translate uh, websites and I'll just paste in those those two oh great okay and uh, and then the other one edu uh, open educational resources so I just want to sort of drop those uh, I'm going to let you check them out on on your own time but uh, they are two other areas where uh, educators can find information the one thing about uh, open educational resources is that it, you not only find content for maybe a classroom but you again get to see how other educators are presenting information are are doing the the teacherly thing and uh and so it's it's very uh good for feedback and to for uh just for ourselves to get better at our profession is to look around so it's not just oh i don't really need any resources but you also get ideas for for other you also get other teaching ideas um, another area is uh, is for Web 2.0. You get a lot of uh, activities for create that uh, encourage creativity, and um, and again, this one I just want you to to uh, we're not going to get a chance to try it out. I'm realizing that time is coming to an end here. Um, but Animoto, uh, if you think that if you think about this website is one where Students before would would do PowerPoint presentations, and if you've ever if you've ever uh, worked with students and their PowerPoint presentations, is I always found it discouraging because the students began not to focus on the content and and how well it was organized and is it good information that they're presenting, but rather than how many little uh, little uh, different ways can they animate things and and they go off on the technology side, well. What I like about Animoto is is that they can still get that glitz uh, because students. I, I mean, they, it's a nice way for them to uh, to complete something. They get to use the technology, but it it keeps them out of the technology one step further than uh, focusing on PowerPoint and and thinking about all those transitions and all those animations because Animoto uh, does the the animations and the uh, audio sharing uh, for you, so the students uh, can can just go in and add their content and and then ask Animoto to uh, to to add the glitz. So uh, so it, it's just a, a one of those additional sites that you might want to use with your students if you find that 
anytime you go into technology, they're, they're spending more time on the technology than on the content. This might solve the problem. And I see Maureen has used uh, it with her, with her students. Um, you know, just because of time, I'm going to uh, go, I'm just going to finish up the slides and then I, I'm hoping that maybe we can have a bit of a discussion as, uh, as the, ti as the time uh, ends. Okay, so uh, it, often you hear with Web 2.0 is, is this term RSS and I should, real, simple, syndication. And then you, you people usually start talking about uh, feed readers, et cetera, et cetera, and and it it sounds really, really uh, it it can get um, crazy. Two things that you uh, you there are some if you are going to, if you if you need a way to read people's feeds, and what that is is that uh, you might have where you you. Um, you go to somebody's blog and you think, wow, this is really, really good. I want to know the next time that they put up a, a message, the next time that they do a posting, I want to know because I want to read their, their information. So rather than you going back and checking and checking and checking, um, the RSS, the Real Simple Syndication, allows you to, go, allows you to sit in your, at your computer and know when you're, uh, when the, when the, the person posts because you'll get a, a message or it'll land in your reader. One thing I, I wanted to for, suggest that maybe you try because what happened to me with, uh, <laughs> with I'm reading uh, Durf's uh, message, true. Well, what happened to me was I ended up finding so many really good blogs that I plugged my Re reader with uh, tons of information and then I had the, the same problem where I just had massive things to read. So what I started to use more was Google Alerts and uh, Google Alerts allows me to put in those keywords that I like to follow and now in my email uh, once a day I can say or even once a month um, that I, I can uh, decide that uh, I only want to find out information on these things, and then it's very specific information. And I have been amazed at the uh, at the content that comes through in my uh, Google alerts. And so I get uh, email coming in, and uh, and it has all, all the I, I just identify keywords, and you can decide whether you want to follow it once a day, once a week, etc. But it's very you can make it very very specific. Um, I'm being, okay, so you might not be able to get into that site right away. Another site that, um, again, it's using the same, uh, the, the, the same methodology, uh, RSS, is, and this is mostly to the students at uh, Nipissing University, is that uh, when you're looking for a job uh, in the next, uh, what is it now, uh, in the next four months, you might want to uh, be aware of certain websites when they post new new uh, new job offerings, and so uh, you can add a little link onto a page that then you can track when the page changes. So job sites are very good for this uh, because 
whenever somebody posts a new job, the, the website, their website changes. Once it changes, then you get an email into your, right into your email saying the page has changed. And that allows you to go and see what kind of jobs are available there. So, uh, so just in the job hunt, you, you might decide a change detection. I, I use it for, uh, for sites like that, that I want to see if there's uh, contracts going on, uh, et cetera. The other, uh, the other uh, alert type way, so this is where you're not just letting sort of the, the sea of bloggers decide what information you're going to read. You're now saying, no, I only want to read information about uh, uh, science education of worms or something. So, so those are your keywords, or maybe you only want to find videos of that. I was looking for videos particularly about Web 2.0. And so this is now new content coming over. It's not a search. It's like when somebody posts some new information, it, it'll come in the video alert. And uh, just as we're coming to the end here, um, I wanted to encourage, and again, uh, this is to the, the Nipissing University pre-service uh, teachers and others who might be in interested, is, is is to start thinking about uh, the per a personal learning network. And uh, to, to me, in teaching, just because there's so much information coming through and, and uh, there's so much potential if we're collaborating with each other and sharing information that, um, that, this, these, that way if we start to think about this and, and growing such a, a network personally, then maybe uh, then, then the whole entire profession is going to just get better and better. So what I'm suggesting, the little recipe, start with an easy web environment. We looked at Ning. I put two more up there, Wet Paint or Net Vibes. Uh, mix in some RSS feeds and you'll see that Wet Paint, Net Vibes and Ning, they are all set up to easily allow you to, to uh, get these feeds coming in. Uh, I talked earlier about um, about getting them an email, but you can also get them on a website. Then I would say encourage others to participate in your in your environment, uh, whether it be a group in Classroom 2.0, uh, in Twitter. Uh, for the Snippising students, I would strongly encourage that you keep in touch with all all of your classmates uh, after you finish, because uh, they'll be really good support for you. And then collaborate. Share, ask, respond. Do 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 what you can to to grow that environment. Now uh, we I kind of zip through there rather quickly. Uh, we do have a few minutes though to to just open up the floor and and chat a bit. So, uh, but first I'd I'd like to say uh, thank you to everybody who came. I'm really impressed. We had uh, we had up to thirty. I think 36 at some time in, in the chat area, and that's certainly a, a first for me uh, to have so so many people in a webinar. Um, I'd especially like to thank uh, the Infusion Conference at Nipissing University to, to sort of trying something new and being innovative and allowing me to participate from, uh, from Sri Lanka. The Illuminate for providing the free space, Steve Hargadon, uh, we couldn't have done this without you. Thank you very much, and of course, Paul, I'm very interested to talk with you afterwards about uh, how, how things went over on the Nipissing side. So if uh, anybody has any questions or, or things they want to share, I'd really love to, um, 
to have you uh, come back uh, to put your hand up. We'll give you the mic. Hi. Listening to all this is fascinating to me, but my learning style must not be conducive to this environment because I keep trying, like the blogs and the forums and the name. I have difficult enough with just emailing people back and forth. So I'm wondering, how, what about a person with my, life, my lifestyle, not my lifestyle, but my learning style, how do I embraces. You know what? I, I'm hoping that other people in the in the room have some ideas for Deb because one of the, the questions and maybe we can ask Paul to come back if he if he was able to create his uh his uh the uh wordle um is maybe that's what we what you're hitting on, Deb? Is why the technology is isn't being picked up by some people? Is that the the learning method is is so different? And so what we need to do is is find that key. And maybe somebody here has has an answer. If you have a if you have a question or a suggestion. Um, We'll we'll go to uh, maybe I still have the mic. See, I'm able to do things like Blackboard and Moodle. I'm able to take a class online, but it's this intense communication, maybe in written, that's just overwhelming. I don't think that it has to do with the learning style per se. If you're hearing me, please write that in the chat so I know my mic is working. I'll wait and see. Yes, Marine hears me. Wonderful. Um, I have eighth graders who cannot deal with this, the written environment. And I have eighth graders who cannot deal with the visual environment, and they're so ingrained in the in reading and writing, that they just cannot tell a story through pictures. And I think it's not necessarily your learning environment. I think it's just the technology, being technology, what is what I want, savvy. I think it's just learning things. And I'm certainly not anyone who knows anything. And if you think I do, you are generally fooled. But I've learned to make my way in this environment because I see the value of it. And I think that's probably what you, I, I don't know. I get a shot up now. Um, I, I just, I wanted to speak to it because maybe back to what Susan said earlier when we asked about why teachers don't embrace technology. And I'm a tech integrator. But I keep trying to get into this virtual written world. It's like a maze to me. And it's just way, and, and I was reading impaired as a child. So I, I'm just kind of opening this up just to let you know or give you an insight into maybe 
um, a person who might not be so verbal as I am, the whole reading-writing world to me is what I think is my stumbling block. And so just, this is just an FYI to, 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 to share. Thanks, Deb. Uh, no, you bring up a, a good point, and I'm glad to have the discussion here because uh, it, it is really something that uh, that needs to be addressed. I, and I'm also looking at the comments, and and I'm thinking, you know, uh, uh, somebody said so, uh, like uh, try not to drink from the fire hose, and and if I look at the presentation that I put together, I tried to take a little bit of everything, so I, I actually have sprayed the fire hose on you. Um, now it's interesting that um, that w when you're putting together a, a, a web webinar uh, description, um, to me it, it's you you want to try and capture as much and make it as worthwhile, but uh, for people. So so maybe uh, uh, we who present on these topics uh, can can just focus a little bit more. Maybe that would help too. Uh, anybody else have uh, questions or I saw Bernie's hand up and then it went down. Well, I just wanted to say, uh, Sue, I agree with uh, what Debbie's saying in terms of uh, you know read reading and writing, uh, being an e-learning teacher. Uh, one thing I'm my students struggle with is they need to be good readers and writers to uh, interface with the whole um, e-learning environment. And what I'm seeing today are a number of tools I could use uh, to make their experience uh, more effective for them, more interesting for them, and, and catch their attention. So I'm, I, I'm right now even thinking of one particular student who are really struggling with to get them, to get them going. And I can see where we could use Wordle. Uh, we could use Wordle to get his attention. We could use the thing about uh, I don't I forget the name where you know he types in his name and up comes a, a graphic representation of it. So uh, I'm seeing this as a way to enhance what I'm trying to do with students. And I liked your point about going deep on just you know one, two, three things and getting them uh, down really well, and then. Uh, Sticking with just traditional face-to-face -face relationships uh, while teaching, enhancing it with these really uh, cool technologies. Thanks, Bernie. Uh, yeah, good points there. And I, I think we do have to have the staying power. Uh, number one, uh, my advice would be uh, just focusing on. Uh, like Bernie, all, out of all the all the items I presented, he's he's kind of thinking about two. So I think that that's helpful, and uh, and then have some staying power. Try to make it work, and use your uh, use your network to help you make it work. Really lean on that because there's a lot of people out there who who are willing to help and and have made it work. So we have to find we have to find those connections. Now I think uh, there's the, the Nipissing group. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have to uh, continue on to a, another presentation. Uh, is is this so? 
Okay. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll end it there and. Uh, No, not till 10:30. Oh, we still we we still do have time for answering uh, questions. Okay. Is there anybody else who has who has any question, or maybe wants me to go into something, uh, any of the other items, a little bit deeper? I would just say um, to Deb and to anyone who's uh, having trouble in any of these environments, get yourself one person to mentor you. To ask that one person you can ask questions of anytime. And connect with them either on Twitter, if you don't Twitter, on Skype. If you don't do that, email them. I am them. Just find one person. Uh, yes, that's a great idea, Durf, and uh, we should, we can, um, add, uh, of course, uh, I'd be willing to, uh, Durf's done that, uh, it, and uh, the idea of uh, reaching out, uh, but you can't really, it, yeah, it's hard to search on the net for the answers uh, because there's so much information out there now, so it is nicer to have somebody uh, take your hand and and have that human touch. But there's lots of um, lot lots of uh, ways to get the human touch electronically. Uh, Durf, did you have a comment? No, I think you're doing fine, Susan. And sorry, I realize it's Mrs. Durf. And Bernie, I'll just give you the mic. Thanks, Sue. Uh, the comment I wanted to make, or a question really to ask, is um, one problem I, I face is technology uh, being restricted at my school. So, for example, this morning I, it occurred to me I might just run into my school and do this conference from there, uh, not you know disturb my family or anything. But then I realize I'm probably going to run into all kinds of restrictions and it probably won't work. So I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that or if anyone else has found a way to um, overcome the restrictions that my own IT department sort of puts there and they have their reasons for doing it. But it, it causes problems for me. Does anybody have a solution or comments on that? Hi Bernie, one of the ahead, things Deb. you might do is go to the I Oops. Sorry. Um, one of the ideas would be to go to your IT department and give them the sites that are restricted and ask them to unblock them and tell them why you need it. And, it, and maybe they're not going to do it carte blanche, but maybe they would do it for a day or a week or just something like that. 
I know I have to have a conversation with my IIT department, and I think it's out of fear. And I know that on Will Richardson's site, there was some conversation about the whole trying to get people to open up, but then also understanding the, the legal side of this that the districts face. Yeah, those are good points, and uh, I certainly will do that. I'll, I'll identify uh, my recipe, so to speak, of what I want. I just find that uh, it's kind of continuous and, and uh, frustrating. But you're definitely right. I need, I need to make a list, tell them what I want to do, and get them to to act upon it. But it is it's a time-consuming, slow, frustrating process. But I, I haven't found another way. You're right. I got to give them a list and uh, go from there. I also think it's uh, it's a list, but also we need more IT people to understand the education technology benefits. Uh, and although they they know IT very well, we need them to come into these kind of environments and and talk with teachers and and see how others uh, others in other schools are are using the uh, um, the different software and applications, etc. And maybe even encourage them through that kind of environment, we might be able to say, uh, to, to get them to talk with other IT departments that have opened it up. And, and you have to wonder, well, why do some IT departments open up and others don't? Well, so I, I really do believe that uh, a lot of it is the conversation. We need to, we need to invite more and more people in. I often wonder uh, if uh, you have the education technology people uh, who are talking in their echo chamber and you have the IT people talking in their echo chamber and, and uh, we need to have as much mixing as possible of the, of the different groups. Deb, did you have a, another comment? I'll give you the mic. No, I'm sorry. I'm I just think I just had my wind up soon. soon. That's okay. Okay, I, I think uh, from what it sounds like, we have uh, the Nipissing group uh, just finishing up there. And um, and the, I'm wondering, uh, Paul, if there's any additional questions uh, from that from the live group. And uh, us virtual people, if there's any more questions uh, here, we'll start to to wrap this up. Oh, uh, we uh, I think Paul uh, informed me that he had a little bit of problems doing the wordle. So maybe uh, I'm, I will. Uh, what I'll do is I will post uh, at least the comments we we can get. Uh, we can get them from uh, from the the chat, and I can post it in the classroom 2.0 environment. And and also, if you want uh, me to send it your way, I'd be happy to. You can uh, uh, you're you're welcome to email me. You can see my email there and uh, on on the screen. And uh, or if you want to join up Twitter and add me to Twitter, that'll be fine. Um, uh, Steve is asking if I, uh, that I'll start a little forum discussion. That's great because then I will post uh, the the uh, slides. We'll we'll complete the Wordle and and add that. Um, so I think uh, 
Well, you so you can go to the Classroom 2.0 site, and if you're having trouble finding it, um, I think often we we think to ourselves we we there's something wrong with us if we can't get through this stuff, and and a lot of it is is you have no idea how much support uh, someone else beside you who who is now zipping along received uh, uh, before they got to that stage. And we all have to realize that that there's a lot of people out there willing to help, and and uh, and in the long run, I think it'll be good for everyone. So, uh, thanks for coming, and we'll say bye bye now. Okay, just so that everybody knows, we're going to uh, close the room, and uh, it's not so you'll be kicked out, I think, and then uh, we can have the recording stop. Paul, are you still there?